This is the City Sites Podcast with Larry Kutzler. I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. And if you've tuned into the news on any given day, then you know that there are certain parts of my city that are not the safest or the most beautiful. In fact, I grew up in a working class neighborhood that was infested with drugs and gangs and violence. The beauty in our story is that we have the power to change it. Like you, I've had my share of setbacks and disappointments. And to be perfectly honest with you, I used to think that being a black girl from the inner city, that I was set up to fail. That the odds, so I thought, were not in my favor. And then I had a revelation. I could face each adversity with an attitude of defeat, or I could face the woman in the mirror, reflect on my journey, and declare that my story was not over. What about for you? What if, instead of focusing on the pain and the hurt, what if you focused on the lessons it taught you? How it made you stronger? Changing our perspective is a good place to start and no longer allowing our circumstances to define us. God's perspective on knowledge and wisdom is that He He commands us to seek, to seek both. Now, often in the church, we're wisely commanded to seek wisdom. And that's that's a really big challenge because it's taking God's perspective and putting that with facts that we know and then coming up with a good perspective. But He also commands us to seek knowledge. There are many scriptures in which we're commanded to seek knowledge. Wise men store up knowledge, Proverbs 10, 14. Proverbs 15, 14, the discerning heart seeks knowledge. And then Proverbs 18, 15, an intelligent mind acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. So it sounds to me, it sounds to me like knowledge and wisdom is is important to God. You think about it, God is the source of all knowledge. And so when I'm learning knowledge, if I do it with a heart of worship, then it can be an act of worship. A man that I greatly admired and became a friend of mine who recently went to be with the Lord, Dallas Willard, would often remind us, Jesus was the smartest man who ever lived. So whatever your field, whether it's engineering or architecture or agriculture or philosophy, Jesus knows more about that field than anyone else ever has. Jesus is the smartest man who ever lived. And so God's perspective on knowledge and wisdom is that if I'm serving Jesus, first of all, I'm getting close. I'm wanting to follow the smartest person who ever lived, the person who created knowledge, who gave me, he created my mind. And so it's a natural for a believer when they're learning, whatever field, not just theology, not just biblical studies, but the sciences, the humanities, literature, law, business, medicine, It's a natural that it leads us, when we have the right perspective, that it leads us to worship the living God who created all of this.
I want today to talk about perspective. I love that word because it's an attitude that we get or develop that gives us a point of view. It's a perspective on issues that we face in life. Until we get a good perspective on something that we are facing, oftentimes we're just meandering through that issue. So as we face yet another year, I'm reminded of perspective. And here is a perspective that I admire. It is a quote from a man who survived four concentration camps in Nazi Germany during World War II. Yet, his perspective is what spoke to me and is one that everyone should consider as they really enter a new year. Listen to what he said. Holocaust survivor and author Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, said, When we no longer can change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Every test in our life makes us bitter or better. Every problem comes to break us or make us. And the choice is ours whether we become a victim or a victor. Isn't that good? Simple yet profound thoughts from this man who lost everything at the hands of others. I love the new year because it brings a new opportunity to do a reset. We hear a lot about resetting these days. Now, I know that there's lots of talk about how New Year's resolutions don't work. So why go down that path? Well, it's true. Just to have a wish list or a to-do list of changes will really never work. Because it takes work, it takes dedication, and it takes commitment in making changes. Discipline is hard work, and anyone who has ever accomplished a great task in life will tell you it took a lot of work. I think success in life does take a lot of work. There are forces in everyone's life that focus on giving up and quitting, redirecting, and compromising the dreams and passions that we have set out for ourselves. Some even say, well, I don't have any direction. I have no goals, no dreams, and no aspirations. Life just doesn't cooperate with me. Now, I know a few people like that who just can't seem to find that itch to scratch, and they stay stuck. Part of the problem for people who have no aspirations is that they are waiting for the aspiration to come a-knocking on their door. That can happen, of course, but most of the time we miss opportunities because we are not looking for them on our own. Looking for them is hard work. It is sorting through the myriads of ideas and challenges and interests, and it gets exhausting because it just doesn't seem to bring the results we want. Perspective on this is very important because we can get extremely depressed if we think life is passing us by and can't get a hold of anything that we can call our own. My perspective always takes me back to the end of the story. I want to know that the journey I am on in life will someday be worth the energy and the work I put into it. I know that one day I will die, and then my biblical beliefs tell me that I will then face God. Facing Him will not be a fearful thing for me. It will be a revealing thing for me. I will listen for the first time to God's voice evaluating how I live my life. I will be amazed, perhaps, on some of the things he would bring up because I will not have been prepared in my earthly life to hear the kind of perspective and honesty that God will deliver to me. Of course, I hope to hear the words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Yet I wonder what kinds of things did my life produce that God would comment on and give me feedback. Well, 
Will he be concerned about my inability to catch the train of life and hitch a ride to more prosperous adventures? Will he note how serious I was about some of the interests I found pleasurable and entertaining? What incidents will he recall where he saw me being his representative? What kinds of things will God be most interested in as we review the culmination of my life? You see, perspective is important, isn't it? We only see life from our perspective, and usually that perspective is flawed and ineffective in bringing us into a clear picture about ourselves. One of the hopeful signs that someone is growing healthy in life is when they search and find their self-awareness factor. That is, when they honestly face the person in the mirror and ask the hard questions. Do I please God? Do I serve people? Do I want more of life to be about me or about others? Do I wish I were more prosperous, more pretty, more influential, more spiritual, etc., etc.? Well, self-awareness exercises are hard work. They push the envelope to the edge and you often discover how far off the mark you have been in living out your life. So the perspective we need for the new year isn't about, am I finding all the treasures that my life would like to discover, but it's more about how well do I live my life in pleasing God? You may never be the president of anything, but have you been faithful to what God has called you to do? Are you morally faithful? Are you providing resources for your family? Are you finding joy in taking time for others? Are you a resource of truth in your living and working environments? Are you being a voice of reason and of peace and serenity in the lives of people you hang out with? Are you the kind of person that people would come to your funeral because your influence was so great in their lives that they couldn't miss the opportunity to appreciate how you lived your life? You see, it's never too late to take the opportunity to reset your perspective on how life should be lived and find your satisfaction in pursuing a life that matters to others and brings honor to God. This new year of 2022 may be a very interesting year from a lot of different perspectives, but I think the perspective that we all need to come back to is Who are we in Christ? How am I serving the one I say is my Savior and Lord? And am I growing in serving him and in honoring him and giving him first choice in everything in my life? Now, that's a perspective that's difficult to find in even the church today. It's very difficult to find people who really are surrendered. They may be surrendered to a certain point. There may be certain things about what they like and what they believe that they will gravitate to, but are they surrendered the harder things in life, like my will, my desire, my entertainment, the things that I like and don't like? Am I really committed to God to a point where all these things, these worldly attributes and temptations really, really don't matter? It is an interesting perspective, isn't it, to be surrendered to a God we say is Lord. But it is that perspective that I do believe brings with it the reward of not only an everlasting life, but the blessings that he promises those that follow him faithfully will have in this life. 
It's been a joy having you aboard today and throughout this past year on the City Sides podcast. We hope that you will continue to tune in and uh, utilize these moments of conversation and interviews with people that I think are making a difference in ideas today in the church and outside of the church. So we hope you will continue to join us and spread the word. Let other people know that these podcasts are available free of charge. Thanks again for joining us for the City Sides podcast. Do you have a purpose in your life and Does life have meaning to you? Or is your life cracking up and going all to pieces? The big question today is, what is meaning? Fifty years ago when I started preaching, the philosophical question was, what is truth? Today's question is, what is the point? Andrew Morris, the great philosopher in France, wrote, The universe is indifferent. Who created it? Why are we here on this puny mud heap spinning in infinite space? He said, I have not the slightest idea. And there are many people that take that attitude. Albert Camus, who was the great philosopher that everybody quoted a few years ago, said, man cannot live without meaning. Are you trying to live without meaning in your life? Now here are some of the things that the philosophers were saying that people think about when they're alone. When you're alone, here's what many people that are here tonight think about. First you think about, well I have to suffer, maybe now or soon. I must struggle to make ends meet. I must struggle in my marriage, I must struggle with my girlfriend, my boyfriend because it seems that things are going wrong. I must struggle to make grades in school. I'm at the mercy of chance. I feel guilty all the time and I don't know what I'm guilty of. I ask the question when I'm alone, who am I? I know that I must die and I'm afraid to die. I don't want to die, but I know I'm going to have to die. Every person in this audience 75 years from now will be dead. There are hundreds of people here tonight that have to decide tonight, and your decision tonight, yes or no, will decide where you'll be a hundred years from now. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I don't care if the whole outfit turns against God. I don't care if all of you turn to idolatry. My house and me, we're going to serve the true and the living God. Have you ever said that? Robert Browning exclaimed a hundred years ago, this business of life is made up of terrible choices. And it is. We have to make some of these choices in our lives. Adam had to make that choice. Was he going to build his world with God and have peace in the world and justice in the world? Or was he going to go his own way? He decided to go his own way and to listen to the devil. Some people say, well, if I follow my conscience, isn't that enough? No, because your conscience can be dead. Many people have a dead conscience. You see, you, you, you tell a lie when you're a child and your conscience bothers you. Now you can look a person straight in the face and tell a lie and it doesn't bother you at all. There was a time when you do some other things that bother you. Now you can do it and it doesn't bother you. You say, well, that's not so bad then. Your conscience doesn't bother you. Why? Because your conscience has been seared or it's dead. 
People say, well, being sincere, if I'm sincere in life, isn't that enough? No, it's not enough. Well, if I, I, I do so, so many good things for people and I smile at people and I'm friendly with people, don't you think God understands if I commit a little sin now and again and he'll understand he's a good God, he's a loving God and all that. No, God doesn't understand. Then there are people say, well, I reformed. Yes, you can reform the rest of your life, but that's not it. So there's a choice that you have, one life or the other. Which will it be? A life of surrendered Lord and Savior or a life in which you surrender to yourself and your own desires and your own pleasures and your own greed and your own jealousies? You have to make a choice. Which will it be? Not only two ways of life, but also you have to choose between two destinies. What is your destiny? Where will you be 50, 100 years from tonight? You'll be somewhere, the real you. Your body will be in the grave perhaps, but you, the real you, your soul, your spirit, the thing that thinks and remembers and loves and so forth, that's the part of you that will live forever, either in heaven or hell. And you've got to make a choice between the two. Thank you for joining us today. Every Friday we bring you this podcast with interviews with people who are challenging the status quo of Christianity and challenging the cultural norms of our day. Please help us get the word out by sharing the link to this podcast with your online friends and family. Our website also contains other podcasters who are part of the City Sites network of communicators all sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Our website is citysitesurbanmedia.com. <laughs>